0: Welcome to episode 50 of the Ministry at Scale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. Join us as we discuss trends, learn from experts, and share practical tips to help your ministry multiply its digital impact. Right now, we're going through a series of sharing the best content from the Digital Ministry Conference back in October. Have you ever wanted to get a 1,000% increase in your response rates? In a moment, Brad Davies, Vice President of Salem Cultivate, will walk through an example that you can apply to your ministry starting tomorrow. One tactic that Brad talked about is surveys, being able to gain information about people that they gladly share with you, along with their email address. Surveys are just one example of something that would be categorized as a lead magnet. And unfortunately, less than 15% of ministries actually use lead magnets. How do I know that less than 15% of ministries are using lead magnets? From the 2021 Digital Ministry Benchmark Study that was released just a couple months ago. You can get all those statistics plus more about social media, organic search, website speed, lots of different areas in this free benchmark study. It also comes with a free scorecard to see how you compare with other ministries. As a part of that, we'll identify the next item that you should be working on in the next 30 days to help multiply your digital impact. All of this is for free. Just go to 5Q.com scorecard. That's F-I-V-E-Q.com scorecard.
1: It was over a thousand percent increase. It was a 10X uh, increase in number of names. Now this is what you call doing more with less. We were converting or we are generating 10 times the names with the same amount of traffic to a website or to a ministry's listening page. This was huge. All that had to happen is we had to stop down, we had to test, we had to document those learnings and then move forward. I'm going to talk about A-B testing and what 5Q tells me is that a lot of their clients aren't doing it. And so my goal today is to leave enough rocks in your shoes when it comes to testing that you decide that testing is for you and that you want to try it. So with that, I'm going to start my timer and we'll get going. So you can't really talk about A-B testing without running a test. I just don't think you can do that. And so we're going to do one and you're going to respond in the chat window. And what I want you to do is tell, decide which is the better way to position this offer. Pick A or B, but then also come up with a reason why. You think it's a better headline, you think the copy is more con, uh, consistent, whatever it is, you want to put in the why. I will read it, and as soon as I get done reading it, we'll kind of move on. But version A, you hear C says, uh, time-tested wisdom for parents. The copy reads, turn your financial parenting trouble spots into positive learning experiences and request your copy of Raising Money Smart Kids with your gift of $25 or more. Call to action is request yours. Version B, invest in the... Uh, sorry, my window's there. All right, invest in the future of the next generation. This time-tested book is one of the best resources to trade your children to manage money wisely. Find out how you can get your copy when you support this broadcast ministry. Call to action is learn more. So in the chat, put pick your winner is it A or B and then note why you think that's the case you got 5 more seconds to put it in be bold be brave give us a vote it's much more fun if you vote so people are filling stuff in it's coming in a little bit and we're going to move on so version B had a 508% increase 508% increase anyone shocked by that i see a couple a's here some uh, of the headline, this is why we test. Uh, oftentimes because our gut is wrong, what we think is right isn't. And there's an easy way to find out. And that is just to put two versions of it and then find it, let the constituents tell us. And we ran this with a Journey app, shout out to Journey and 5Q uh, on a site. And uh, I love this test. I love it for a couple of reasons and I wanna walk through that with you. Here are the results those actual numbers. You see um, 66 people viewed A and one person clicked through, 76 viewed B, and seven clicked through. You see the conversion rates there. You see the confidence level, the relative difference. And you might be scratching your head like, oh my gosh, that wasn't a lot of views, but it was because the, the difference between the two was so great. We didn't have to run this very long, and we got great results from it. So with that, here's why I love this test. One is because there's dramatic. dramatic difference. And all the only thing that changed was the copy, right? It's the simplest way to do it. We don't have to get a designer involved. We don't have to like get um, crazy sophisticated with the, with the development of this. It's just copy and everyone can write copy. So I love it because it's copy. I love it because there was such a big difference in how we ter- talked about and um, in, in what we saw and that um, we didn't need a ton of traffic. We didn't need tens of thousands of views on this thing. We needed just 150-ish. And most importantly, I love this test because we learned about the audience. That's what you want to go for when you're testing. You want to learn something about your audience, about your constituents. In this case, in this test, we learned when we talked to people about parents, they weren't really interested. But when we talked to people about the beneficiaries of if you got this resource, which was their kids and positioned it as such, they were very interested. 500%, 508% more interested than the other way around it. So that was a great learning. Then we can take that and we can build upon it. It's easy then to take that learning and say apply to the next premium or the next offer that we have for this uh, organization. And that is why testing gets so excited. So this little trash panda is one that lives in my house. His name is Rhodes. He loves the 4th of July and uh, he's really dialed in on these hot takes of testing. And so let's dive into them. So these are my hot takes. If you're gonna write something down, you're probably gonna write these down uh, from this presentation. And the first uh, hot take is that you want to learning more than a lift. What I mean is you don't just want a winner. You want to understand what the winner tells you. Like the example we just said, when we position the offer for them around the beneficiaries, their kids, uh, that is a better motivator than talking about their parenting or um, trouble, shots, trouble spots in their parenting. You want to learn stuff. If you're not going to learn stuff, um, you're not going to get as much as you can out of testing. My second hot take, is that if you're not going to document the test results, I would say to be draconian, don't test. Because in the documentation, when you are forced to sit down, capture the learning, write out why you thought something would win or what you learned from the process, do the screenshots, do the numbers, do the statistics, you like you take that knowledge rock and you put that in your sack and it goes with you. When you don't document your tests, when you don't like add it all up and put it on the board and look at it, then you don't get as much out of it. And honestly, it's not worth doing because then you're just learning the same things over and over and over instead of learning things and then being able to build upon them so you get better and better over time. The next hot take would be to start at the top of the funnel. Um, I would suggest this because when you start at the top of the funnel, meaning the marketing funnel, you're dealing with the most people possible. This is typically for ministries, their email capture. So start to play around with what is the best way to get people to give us their email address. Uh, start there. It'll be more fun. Uh, the stakes are less uh, high, and you're going to have more opportunities to play around um, or test different options. So I'd say start at the top of the funnel. And the other piece is uh, you learn more when you get it wrong. Some of the best learnings I've ever had is when I thought it for sure was going to be this, and it wasn't. And it fo- fo- and it causes me to go back, be introspective, and think, where am I not aligned with the constituent, with the the person, with the website visitor, where am I off? Where are they coming from and where am I coming from? And I need to get those aligned because when I get those aligned, I'm able to then better design offers, come up with ways and strategies and tactics that meet their needs and therefore accomplish everyone's goals. So those are the hot takes. Now, from here, I want to take you on a bit of a journey. Uh, It's not going to be as dramatic as this, as um, Chamonix uh, Valley in France, But this is the journey that uh, the Salem Web Network has been on for about the last two years in testing and optimization. And really, it started with this test. This was the kind of the first step of the journey. And to give you some background, we had uh, what we called what I called forced registration. So if anyone wanted to get access to certain content, they had to um, fill out this form and click it to get access to archives or podcasts or devotionals. And I said, hey, let's pull this down. And let's offer someone some value in a PDF and let's see what happens. And at first everyone was shocked. They're like, well, all the names are going to like dry up. No one's going to want to give us their email address. And then we're not going to deliver value. And I go, well, let's try it. We have permission from the client. We can try it. We'll do it fast. We'll see what happens because I have a sense that the way we're doing it now is not the best way. And so we did it. We set this up again, used a uh, journey pop-up to get this uh, crisis for every crisis PDF resource. And lo and behold, we hit the jackpot meaning we came up with a much better way to get email addresses so we had a 0.43% conversion rate with the one on the left and the one on the right gave us a 0.85% conversion rate it was statistically valid and we were off to the races and i was pumped i was a bit like tom brady on the sideline loaning to celebrate with people and no one else was wanting to celebrate because they didn't understand what we had just had, what had just occurred we had just launched into a new way to do acquisition. And everyone was like, I'm not sure they get it. And this will also happen when you start doing testing. You're gonna be pumped about stuff and everyone else in your organization is be like, I don't get it. That's why, what do we learn here? And you're gonna to have to just keep doing, fight the good fight and press on. And so from here, then we grew, right? So we said, okay, great. Let's take that knowledge rock, put it in our sack and let's move on. So then we started to play with that offer, that PDF offer. We changed the, uh changed the headline we changed the imagery and then we started testing the imagery of an ambulance in terms of a crisis kind of imagery to uh, Dr. Rogers here and we said you know for a constituent that's going to consume this content you know which image is a better use uh will convert more people or in this case convince people to give us their email addresses and we were onto something the image of Dr. Rogers is much more compelling in fact a 1.2% conversion rate again statistically valid and so we're like getting there. And right. So around the office, it's like, all right, there's some enthusiasm around this testing stuff. We're learning stuff. They're starting to see how it's building. They're liking the increase in conversion rates. So we continue on. So then we started to play with uh, this kind of evergreen offer versus something that what we considered was uh, current news. So uh, we ran this tolerance offer back in summer 2020. It was um, the summer of social unrest, Black Lives um, Matter movement was really uh, very much on the public mindset. And so we said, okay, let's use a very current offer and see what that does compared to this other group offer that right now is our, our champion. And boom, we're winning again. So we went from a 1.3% conversion rate to a 2.7% conversion rate. Again, statistically valid. And we're really starting to climb the ladder of improvement here. Now people are pumped, like Carl Weathers here and, and the governor people are very much loving the idea of testing. They're loving the learnings. They're, they're starting to get very excited and they want to get more and more involved. So we continue on. So then we, um, we launched into a little bit more sophisticated of a test and we used a PDF. And then we, um, <clears throat> what we were finding is in the conversion series that we were sending these new people that sign up, that the, we had an email survey in this five-day conversion series and it was the most opened and clicked message of that series. And so the thought occurred to us, what if we take that and use survey, use a survey, but use it in acquisition? Meaning, what if we offered someone a survey to see if they'd give us their email address to get the content that, we, that they select? So we tried it. So we had a PDF, we had a five-question survey, and we had a one-question survey, and we ran it. And here are the results. The PDF still was plotted along at 1.7%. The five-question survey was up to 2.7%. And the one-question survey was converting at a 5% click uh, conversion rate uh, statistically valid, 200% increase over what we were doing before. This was big. This was super big. In fact, if this is Maverick and Goose big, I mean, we are expecting wins now. We are like, we know we're going to win this volleyball game. Let's just bring it home uh, because we had just found an entirely new genre of doing acquisition on behalf of our clients. Survey acquisition is now the, by far the best way we know to grab email addresses. So here's the whole progression from start to finish, going back to early days, I call it the dark ages of forced registration at 0.43% to the current one question survey converting at 5%. If you were to go from start to finish, it was over a thousand percent increase. It was a 10x uh, increase in number of names. Now, this is what you call doing more with less. We were converting, or we were generating ten times the names with the same amount of traffic to a website or to a ministry's listening page. This was huge. This was found value. That all that occurred to it, that all that had to happen is we had to stop down, we had to test, we had to document those learnings, and then move forward. And it was a process. It took. A, it wasn't overnight. But as we've kept kind of building along, we've gotten here, and now it's it's giving us new ways of thinking when it comes to everything we're doing around this survey as acquisition or giving people chances to uh, pick what they want. So typically, uh, this is another test we ran. Typically, we'd only offer someone one thing when they came to a, a Salem website. Now we're offering them three. And what we're seeing is the engagement is up. We're seeing increased click rates. We're seeing, you know, 12 to 16%. Now we're playing a little bit with the design. If we put the orange behind it and make it a little bit better for mobile, that converts much better and that's statistically valid. So then like today, uh, this went out this morning, we are changing the way we do emails. Instead of just emailing a single offer, we're offering five different things. What we're seeing with this progression is that we get greater engagement. When we get greater engagement, we get more clicks. So the list improves, the, the organizations get more people interested in whatever they have to offer. And it's like a win-win-win. And it's very exciting because it's got the entire staff. Like everyone wants to get on in on this, this testing piece now. Just like Kid President here, we're high-fiving all over the place. Marketing's excited about it. People who run our email are excited about it. The streaming team's excited about it. Everyone, now there's tests going on that I'm not even aware of because we've kind of bought in. They understand the power of this. They understand how to do it. We've created some structure around we have to um, make sure that we're documenting these tests so that we move forward. And it's producing great wins. Now, earlier I said, um, I'm going to give you a tool that's going to help your documentation. It's this. If you go to winstonknows.com, this is put together by the good folks over at NextAfter. Um, it's a free tool. It allows you to log and categorize and then does all the math for you on your experiments. It's a great way. We keep all of our tests in here. It's a great way to share it to make sure that you get the discipline of documenting tests and then you have a repository that you can go back and search and look at to make sure that uh, you're learning from things and that you're not running the same test more than once and that you're getting better and better results. Um, so if you're going to test, I would suggest you document it. The other thing, uh, if you go to nextafter.com, they have an entire research library of other tests that they've run. They've made testing optimization their thing. Um, and uh, there are other tests from other ministries and other nonprofits you can go look at and learn from. Even if you're not going to test your own, you can go see what other people have learned and then go try to adopt some of those best practices and then apply to your organization. So those are my two kind of resources. I know those will get filtered out at the end of the conference, but Winston knows. And then also check out nextchapter.com. Um, and if you want, I'm happy to always talk about uh, testing and optimization. It, it gets uh, It's part of what gets me out of the bed in the morning is to see these great lifts and uh, the big green arrows going up. And so with that, I'm going to say happy testing, and then we'll going to bring back for the panel.
0: Wow, a 1,000% increase. That's powerful. So take a moment right now and think of somebody on your team, maybe even your boss, or but anybody on your team who cares about improving results. Send this podcast to them, and say hey listening to this what are some ways that we can test to be able to start improving our results i'm sure they'll thank you for that later if you want to see the full talk with Brad slides and the things that he was talking about there we're linking to the video in the show notes also don't forget to sign up for the 2021 digital ministry benchmark study and scorecard at 5q.com/scorecard that's f i v e q.com/scorecard thanks so much for listening and until next week keep learning keep growing, and keep impacting your world for Christ.